At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, your official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC. And for the first time in a long time, we've got a home game tonight at Spectrum Center as the Hornets get set to welcome the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get you prepared for that one. Also want to talk about the GM survey that was just published on NBA.com. Hornets mentioned a couple of times there. We'll talk about where individually and collectively the Hornets have stood out to the entire association's general manager pool and talk more about season expectations with a man who covers the Hornets quite closely. He does so for our flagship station, Sports Radio FNZ. And of course, you can hear him on the post-game shows on Sports Radio FNZ all season long. He's our guest today, Stan Norfleet of Sports Radio FNZ. You can hear him middays and again on post-game. Stan, how you doing? Man, what's going on, Hornets Nation? Sam Farber, appreciate you welcoming me back. Season two, uh, you are no longer a rookie from Charlotte Hornets terms. We're ready to get rolling for 21 and 22, brother. Congratulations. I appreciate it. In some respects, I still feel very much like a rookie. As we enter this new season, give me your general expectations for the club. What do you expect in terms of wins and losses and individual accomplishments? Oh, my goodness. Wins and losses are always so difficult just because, as you know, especially here we are still trying to navigate the pandemic. So I, I struggle to put a number on it. I think in generality, it's safe to say a team that was 33 and 39 a year ago that that finished 10th in the Eastern Conference, I just expect them to be better. And I I feel that I am right or or, or feel uh, accomplished in being able to say that because that's what I've heard from Mitch Kupchak and James Borrego. I think when you couple that with the fact that the roster has improved in many respects in the offseason, bodies are healthy, and James Borrego having the contract 
extension already signed and sealed, not having that pressure to deal with. And quite frankly, this thing should just be easier to navigate now. Fully vaccinated, fans back in the arena, I think, could be a huge bonus for this team. And I just have the utmost confidence in James Borrego, Mitch Kupchak, Michael Jordan, and the rest of the ownership. A healthy LaMelo ball. Had to make some difficult decisions in the offseason, but with the addition of veterans like Ish Smith, like Kelly Oubre Jr., also Mason Plumlee, I just think this should be a team that should not have to deal with the playing game. I but sh- I think certainly should be above 500. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, I share your optimism there. So you think above 500, and it sounds like you're saying you think six seed or better is in the future for the 2021 2022 Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, Sam, I'm old enough to remember, brother the month of February for the Hornets last season where they were as high as fourth in the East. You and I talked a lot about that each and every game, uh, every post game that is. And so I, I look at Gordon Haywood and he sat down with us doing media day as a station. And I just feel better about where his head is at. I loved his energy, the spirit, very sincere, humble confidence from Gordon Hayward. And when I look at Terry Rozier, he's under contract now. He doesn't have to worry about those distractions. And there just seems to be a synergy and a chemistry with this team. Again, Coach Borrego not having those distractions. Now it's just time to go play ball. And I think everybody's in the right mindset. They're taking trips together, going down to South Florida. They're eating dinner over at Borrego's house and hanging out on the patio. It just seems to be simpatico. And I'm one just from my former playing days in a different sport. That stuff matters. Chemistry, continuity, trust, commitment, and LaMelo Ball is right smack dab in the middle of all of it. What would you say is the major storyline of either the entire season or just these first couple weeks that we have in front of us here? The first thing for me is going to be health, right? This team, as as spectacular as the gentleman is that I just referenced, the reigning NBA Rookie of the Year, LaMelo Ball, as fantabulous as he was. This is about Gordon Hayward. And I found it very interesting when I asked Gordon Hayward directly at Media Day, it's a little unusual to have a player of your ilk be willing to share that proverbial spotlight with a younger player, especially a rookie like LaMelo Ball, the abbreviated season because of the fractured wrist. And Gordon was like, look, man, essentially paraphrasing, this is a group effort here. We put our egos aside. We trust one another. Clearly, the talent is undeniable. But Gordon also kind of gave me that look like, but they respect the OG of this group, too. They know that when it comes to getting buckets or playing multiple positions, holding his own on the defensive end, they know that Gordon has been there and done it, along with a guy like Terry Rozier. Now you bring in somebody else like a Mason Plumlee that has seen some playoff basketball as well. The second part to that is, What does this second team, what does this rotation look like? Miles Bridges coming off the first preseason game at OKC. Thrust in the starting lineup at the four. I'm intrigued. We all celebrated the Airbnb connection last season. That has garnered Miles to get into that starting lineup. TJ, a versatile front court piece. Does he play the four? He can play the small ball five. And then Kelly Oubre Jr. coming off the bench. Can he be comfortable in that role? There was a little uh, tiff in Golden State with Klay Thompson being out, how much starting time. Borrego tells us Kelly Oubre understands his role. He's going to push some guys, but he knows what he's dealing with. So those would be the areas, and of course, LaMelo Ball. 
lot of good storylines there. The, the one you didn't touch on that I would throw into the mix is the return of fans. It's something as we're now hours away at the time of recording this podcast from our first game back inside Spectrum Center with, for the most part, no restrictions on fans. There are certain protocols that have to be adhered to, but in terms of capacity, we're going to see a much more full arena, we hope, than we've been able to, certainly in the last 18 months. Head coach James Borrego yesterday during media availability talked about what it will mean to have fans back in the building well it's great for our city you know they, they've missed the hornets uh, obviously we've missed them i believe we got the best fans in the nba and they're ready to get howling out there so i think it's, it's great for both sides for our fans for our city for our community to come together as one having lived through this pandemic and we're still in this pandemic to come together as a community as a unit as one to cheer on this exciting young group you know i think it's huge for us uh, and I think just the, the escape for our fans to come and enjoy a game, there's a lot of people that are still hurting out there. You know, this has been a tough 18 months out here for everybody. And I think there's been a, you know, there's been a piece missing in our community, not having that ability to come cheer the Hornets on. So, and I know our players are thrilled for it, you know, more so than, than I am. I'm thrilled for it. I can't wait, but I know our players are excited to, you know, put on a show and play the right way and compete and fight for this city and that name on the front of their chest. Stan, I know in your daily hosting capacity, you feel that enthusiasm for Charlotte sports in general, but the Hornets in particular, and and have felt a lot of that pain that people have experienced with the pandemic as a whole and the limitations it has put on fans' access to their team. So how does that storyline factor in here? Kind of taking the, the season and the team expectations out of it for a second, just finally being able to be all together and celebrate this team again. Well, it's something that we hear on our radio program on a regular basis. I mean, just the other night, I know that you heard it too, uh, having some difficulty finding the Hornets on television. Well, now when they come to Charlotte tonight and tip off against the Memphis Grizzlies, fans have the first opportunity to go see James Borrego's Young Hornets for themselves, to appreciate the skill and the talent level of a guy like a LaMelo Ball. And you get a chance, uh, being around the kids that's in limited media availability, I mean, the energy and, and just the, the charisma, it's palpable. So being someone that is a hometown charlatan uh, in my AU days, being on the floor in Charlotte Coliseum, being a part of the business staff that got the Spectrum Center up off the ground and running, that building is as much a part of my beating heart as any other arena that I've had the fortune of playing in or stadium that I've had the fortune of playing in. So in conversations off the air as well, Sam, just day-to-day moving around in the city, people asking, hey, man, is this mellow thing for real? I was happy to see Terry get his deal. Oh, my goodness, book night, what a steal in the draft. There really is an energy and anticipation, and I'm going to go a step further, a thirst to be entertained by these Hornets because of what the Hornets mean to us, those that have been around essentially since day one. It is going to be a very fun season, one we'll all get to experience together, and it's going to be a very fun team, as you mentioned. That's just not our opinions. That is the opinion of the collective NBA general managers, because the NBA.com 2021-22 GM survey has been published. We're going to talk about some of the specifics they put forth next here with Stan Norfleet of Sports Radio FNZ on the Hornets Hivecast. 
Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all your information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Stan Norfleet of Wilson and Norfleet middays on Sports Radio FNZ. You can also hear him post game on the Hornets Radio Network flagship Sports Radio FNZ. Alluded to it before, but the NBA.com GM survey has been published. Stan, you said earlier in this podcast that you expect the Hornets to finish top six. They don't really pull the GMs for top six positions, but in terms of top four, uh, the GMs did not have the Hornets pegged there. They they do pick the Brooklyn Nets as the favorite to win. They like Kevin Durant and Luka Doncic as the MVP favorites. Just because the Hornets weren't mentioned in those particular categories, though, doesn't mean that they were not mentioned. A lot of categories that really gets us all excited here in Charlotte, the Hornets featured prominently. Let's touch on a couple of them, Stan. First off, most sure. fun to watch. General managers put the Brooklyn Nets at number one, Golden State number two, tie for third, Atlanta and Charlotte. That doesn't surprise me. When we think back, and I mentioned earlier in the podcast about Miles Bridges being in the starting lineup, you have just the LaMelo ball, the facilitation, the skill, the ability to get in the open floor. You and I both know as well as Hornet fans the pace that James Borrego wants to play at. It's an exciting brand of basketball, and it's infectious. So now you get Miles coming down the wing doing his deal. Plumlee is a guy that I think offers a little bit more athleticism than what Cody Zeller did a year ago, more coordination, more facilitation, and maybe a Biz Mac Biombo. Find that exciting. Terry Rozier, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, you remember the dunk Terry Rozier had on Kevin Durant last season? Can't forget that as well. So I just think the way they play, a healthy Gordon Hayward. And Gordon, I, and I gave him a ton of kudos last year, he was in phenomenal shape. This was not a fatigue injury. It was a fluke thing with the foot. So I have the confidence that Gordon will be in similar or comparable shape this year. They're going to get up and down. And they now have a guy. And with James Borrego, I'm looking at a quote now from him. He's got to be our floor general. right? We're going to go as he goes on both ends of the floor Melo's got to take his game to the next level, and our expectations will facilitate that going to the next level. So I concur, uh, not that I'm an NBA GM, but I do occur with the assessment in terms of watching guys. And I haven't even mentioned the freakish ability of a guy like a James Book Knight. I haven't talked about the ability to get a bucket at all three levels, especially off the bounce. Uh, from a Kai Jones athleticism and a book night in terms of with the ball in his hand scoring from all three levels. So there is every reason to pack the arena when we get an opportunity to, to cut on that radio and hear Sam Farber and the post-game and pre- and post-game show on FNZ. And if you're able to watch it on the television, cut that down and make sure you listen to us. But I, I definitely share that sentiment. Yeah, and, and I think comparing to the other teams in the top four of this list, Brooklyn, Golden State, and Atlanta, I think all those teams are on the list because of particular players. it's they, For them, yep. it's the most fun players to watch. For the Hornets, mm-hmm. while LaMelo is, is certainly the, the focal point, to your point, the overall style of play is what brings in a lot of eyeballs and makes it so much fun. Let's go to another topic. Most surprising off-season move. This is not best. This is most surprising. Last year, Hornets won it with the Gordon Hayward acquisition. This year, 
The award goes to Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. A couple other moves ahead of it, but Mason Plumley to Charlotte in that trade was mentioned. I, I would agree with it in terms of it being a surprising one, just because it's kind of a, a sneaky way for, or was a sneaky way for Mitch Kupchak to address the center position without necessarily having to to break the bank to do it. Plus, he picked up a really promising second round pick in JT Thor. I like the fact that that's still getting the kind of reviews that it is. Plumley even though he is going to be out for tonight's game due to health and safety protocols, and we will preview tonight's game a little bit later. But what do you think about uh, the move being labeled one of the most surprising by the GMs? That did catch me off guard, Sam. I was like, wow. That now, was draft night. I, you were in the building, and you were getting the news. Getting well, I think I was sitting next yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, we were all sitting there. We're getting ready to do the draft. It, and I'm like, okay, here we go. And then the news breaks, and it might have been a Woj bomb. I don't know if it was him or Shams or whomever else, but I said, my goodness. But then think about how much emphasis was placed on the center position a year ago. I mean, we talked about it literally every show. People called in and texted in and social media. What's going on with the center position? Borrego brought it up. Mitch Kupchak was answering questions. So the thing that I like most about bringing Plumlee in, I mentioned some increased athleticism. I like you also get the veteran nature of what he brings to the table, having seen some meaningful playoff minutes. I like his ability to facilitate the ball. I like that he fits into the overall framework of what Borrego is trying to do. Not that Cody and Biz didn't. It's just packaged a little differently. It's almost like if you could combine Cody and Biz into one player, you're probably getting that with Plumlee with a slightly elevated level of athleticism. So I understood the move. I And like a lot of other people, I had other names. Rashawn Holmes in my head. Miles Turner was in my head. But as these young guys develop, and I believe they will, but Ray and his staff have shown they can do that, I think we're going to look back, and this is a prudent but still yet surprising move by the organization. I, I agree. I agree. I think that's why it was on the most surprising list, because there were other names apparently on the trading block that were linked to Charlotte, and there were certainly free agents that were linked to Charlotte, but I didn't hear Plumley until uh, no. either the Woj bomb or however it got reported out, but it so far has been uh, When you really were good. surprised, I was surprised. I was like, well, <laughs> Sam hadn't heard it, then I don't feel bad. No one tells me nothing. You're going to learn that very quickly. <laughs> Point guards got some love in this GM poll for the Hornets. Ish Smith rated the fourth fastest with the ball behind only De'Aaron Fox, John Morant, and Russell Westbrook. And while he wasn't on the top four list specifically, LaMelo Ball did receive votes as the best passer behind LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, and and Luka Doncic. So good to see the point guards getting some attention here. Uh, Certainly is going to be a focal point position for the Hornets. The third maybe point guard on the list, you mentioned him already, it might be James Booknight. I only throw him in there because they're they're still defining roles. He'll probably be somewhere in that backup two and third string point guard somewhere in there. It seems how it's shaping up so far. James had an up and down summer league in terms of consistency, but he really has mentioned that he's he feels he has grown a lot since that time. Here's James Booknight on adjusting to the NBA. I think in summer league, it was, it was a lot more like I was just focused on just trying to score, you know, being selfish at times, um, not sharing the ball. I think that playing with like Kelly, Gordon, just playing with guys that have been in the league, you know, but tough players, good players, and that ball moving, it's, it's tough to guard, you know, and I realized that playing with these guys in practice, and I just want to be able to fit, fit right in, you know. I don't want to hinder anybody's game or or throw somebody off their rhythm you know I just want to be able to 
be someone that you could plug in with anybody and he's able to play. You know, I think that was the biggest change. Stan, I think James Booknight is really picking up on the pace of the NBA game in general and this Hornets team and their offensive philosophy specifically very quickly. He was rated by the GMs as one of the most uh, one of the biggest steals at where he was selected in the draft. Jalen Suggs of Orlando going fifth was number one. Alperin Shengun of Houston number two. And then Booknight was in a three-way tie with Jalen Johnson, Trey Murphy the third. He did seem to fall on draft night and everyone in the Hornets front office, they looked like the, the cat that caught the canary here like oh you just wanted that premier score out of UConn to fall to us well all right we'll take them then if you're good willing to give them to us it's cliche but it still rings true Sam sometimes it's just better to be lucky than good and however the basketball god decided that he wanted this one to go we were staying right there and there they were there was James Book Knight and there was Moses Moody. And I'm looking at Kyle Bailey, my radio partner for Hornets post game. We did the draft show together. You dropped by and joined us, and I'm just looking at him like, this is going to happen. Like, Book Knight is falling. And I just didn't know, uh, you know, although they have some comparable attributes, Book Knight and Moody, they do have their differences. And so when I think about just since the pick has been made, the tenacity that the kid plays with, the dedication, the heart that he puts out on the floor every time he competes. And my, my, my New York City friends, my Brooklyn guys would say, Brooklyn, like it's a thing for him. <laughs> the way that he competes, had a fantastic uh, first preseason game, 20 points, four rebounds, three steals. And you heard it just there from him. He's got to understand now, the skill set and the work ethic get you here. Now how do you fit into this culture and climate so that you're able to elevate others? You're able to play on the ball, play off the ball. You're able to contribute on the defensive end as well. From what I understand, and you can say it better than I can, James Borrego requires that guys compete on both ends of the floor. Brooklyn Knight is like a lot of talented, you know, skilled players coming out of college or coming out of high school. They've been able to get by at this point largely because they can fill it up at the cup. Well, you got to be able to do more than that in this league, especially over a now 82-game season. So it sounds like he get it. He's got enough veterans on the squad that will stimulate that growth and development. Clearly, Borrego and his coaching staff are going to do their part. Listen, back-to-back years, before you even mention trading back in to get Kai Jones, just in, in who was there with LaMelo Ball at three last year and Book Knight here at 11, all you can say is bravo. And, yeah, they should be on the list. I agree with those GMs again. Stan Norfleet of Sports Radio FNZ with us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. And Stan, it's a game night. So coming up next, we're going to preview Hornets versus Grizzlies. A couple of uh, health announcements have been made. We'll give you the details on those next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Be sure to check out the Hornets Fan Shop at Spectrum Center. Now open Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Check out all the newest Hornets gear or grab a new pair of J's. It's an easy trip on the light rail or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 at HornetsFanshop.com. Sam Farber and Stan Norfleet of the Hornets postgame show and Hornets radio flagship sports radio FNZ getting you ready for tonight's contest against the Memphis Grizzlies. Tickets are still available, so go to Hornets.com if you want to make your way into Spectrum Center and for the first time this season get to see your Hornets in person. A couple of uh, injury updates were issued in the last 24 hours. Stan Kelly Oubre Jr. listed as doubtful. It's a right ankle sprain suffered in the win in Oklahoma City. 
little bit of a surprise. Uh, Gordon Hayward and Mason Plumley both listed as out due to health and safety protocols. We don't have any further details on that. Hopefully, uh, both of them uh, will get well soon or get back to this team soon, whatever the case may be. And uh, the team, I think, a little lucky in terms of who is out because it's veterans with established roles for the most part. We know what those three guys are going to be doing with the team at full strength in the regular season. Uh, So for now, it's uh, just let them get healthy, get well, and get back to the team. It does, however, open up some opportunities for some younger guys, particularly at the center position. Memphis is a big team. They beat up the Hornets a little bit last year, winning both games and winning the board in both games. Head coach James Borrego talked about what the absent of the presumed starting center, Mason Plumley means for the younger crop behind him. Obviously, we're going to play our small ball lineup at times, and uh, but we also got to look at these other guys in you know, some meaningful action against a very physical team. This is a great matchup for us in, in preseason. This team is very physical. They play hard. They play fast. They're tough in the paint at the rim area. So uh, it's great. It's a great challenge for our, our young bigs to get that those meaningful minutes and We'll learn a lot from from those minutes. Obviously, we, we'd like to have Mason here, but we'll learn a lot from tomorrow night. Stan, we got to see P.J. Washington play a lot of small ball five against Oklahoma City. Also yep. saw Nick Richards, uh, saw Kai Jones out there. Who do you want to see maybe in the starting lineup and, and getting 15 to 25 minutes in tonight's game? Well, I think you have to start P.J. at the five. Now, that's me talking because Rico can do whatever he wants to do. But I think it's important, as they did against uh, Oklahoma City, you know, getting out to a good start. There are so many times that you know this team went through lulls, and then in second half comes to mind where it's like, okay, we got a manufacturer. You can make life easier on yourself. Is an NBA model that I've been taught. Maybe you've heard the same thing. Get out the gate, get a strong start, give yourself some cushion, or at the very least, get into a rhythm. I think PJ and what we know he can do, especially with his shot making ability. You know, he's not a you know a high flyer. He doesn't have the, maybe the athletic upside is a better way to say that of a Kai Jones. So I would start PJ at the five. Miles Bridges goes back to his fourth spot uh, in the second preseason start there. But I can't wait to see Kai Jones. And I don't know about you, Sam, but summer league is a little challenging for me at times because I want to watch these these young super athletic phenoms. I want to watch them versus real NBA dudes that are going to be logging minutes. And so anytime I've asked James Borrego about Kai Jones specifically, he gave me that look and nodded his head, and, and, and I quote him, saying Kai's going to be a problem. If he can put it together, Kai Jones is going to be one of those guys that we will all understand. Okay, makes sense now why Mitch chose to trade back into the first round at 19 and grab Kai. Going up against a guy, because it's not just Jaron Jackson Jr. at the fourth spot for Memphis. Steven Adams is a grown bleeping man over there now. That's a real dude, and he brings it. The Aussie, lo- I mean, he packs his lunch pail. So from a physicality standpoint, okay, Vernon Carey Jr., okay, Nick Richards, you guys have been in the program now for over a year. Let me see where you are versus real NBA bigs. And the same can be said for me in the backcourt. Listen, that John Morant is a real dude. Nobody plays harder in the league than John Morant. So LaMelo. I know what Terry's going to do in those moments. LaMelo, Book Knight, how are you going to respond to that backcourt of what they put out there on the floor led by John Morant? So I concur a thousand percent with what James Borrego was saying there. But from a front court standpoint, yeah, I start PJ, and soon enough I'm getting Kai some minutes because I need to see how he responds 
versus Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah, to, to your point, that is a very big team for Memphis. As I mentioned, they out-rebounded the Hornets quite handily, quite frankly, in the two head-to-head meetings, which helped them get to a 2-0 record against the Hornets. So this will be a good test. It's a good opportunity to see what happens. You know, Mason Plumley, we all agree, a really solid addition, a solid starting center, um, but there's not necessarily an experienced, true center behind him. P.J. Washington's very, very good, but if he's playing against a Joel Embiid, he's clearly going to give up some height, and despite the fact that he's a top-20 shot blocker, that it, this is a test to see Will this work in certain scenarios, or, or maybe more appropriate to say, what is there still to work on in these situations? Hornets taking on the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. It'll be a 7 p.m. tip-off. Listen to the pregame show starting at 6, and stay tuned all the way through the postgame show with Stan Norfleet. Stan, going into Game 1 of the preseason, I laid out my things that I wanted to see. One, I wanted to see how healthy is LaMelo Ball. Does the shot look good? Can he make a three? Is there any lingering effects from the wrist? Check mark. He looked outstanding out there. Number two, how do they look in terms of a backup center position? P.J. Washington, I thought, was spectacular out there on the floor. 14 points, knocked down three threes. He was a plus 18. Check mark there. Third was turnovers. Two out of three ain't bad. They turned the ball over more than 20 times. Uh, but for the most part, I thought a very good contest against Oklahoma City and a 113-97 to win. Quickly, what is your number one thing you are looking for tonight, outside of a win or a loss, in the matchup with Memphis? I would have to go back to some of the things I just shared. How do these young players play against a team that is probably, I don't want to say a little further along, but those guys have been together in Memphis a little bit longer. I would add Dylan Brooks, who's out into that rotation as well. But it's, it's how does P.J. and how do P.J. and Miles play together at the 4-5 or five spot? Uh, I also think something we don't talk about enough, having a true veteran, a pro, uh, especially the personality, the God-fearing, soft-spoken man that he is, is Smith backing up LaMelo Ball. Maybe it's Terry Rozier playing on the ball, and then who slides into that too? Is that book night? Do they tinker with that lineup? So it's going to be interesting to see. This is an early test about depth, and James Borrego and Mitch Kupchak appear to put together a very versatile roster and guys that can play multiple positions. Nights like tonight or where that comes in handy. Not every team is built like that. So how will they handle the adversity of maybe having to play a multiple position, a different position, and to be versatile? He's Stan Norfleet. You can hear him every weekday on Wilson and Norfleet middays on Sports Radio FNZ. And, of course, he'll have the postgame coverage tonight after Hornets against the Memphis Grizzlies. Stan, always great to talk to you. Glad to have a, a new season with fans in the building and very glad to have you around as well. Look forward to talking to you after the game tonight. Sam, thank you so much, man. It's been fun and a pleasure. Welcome back into the hive. It's, Hashtag all fly. <laughs> that's right. He's got them all down. It's going to be a great time. We look forward to talking to Stan after the game. We look forward to talking to you as well tomorrow. We will have another edition of the Hornets Hivecast breaking down tonight's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Till then, for Stan Norfleet, my producer Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.